All right, so uh, new podcast, me and David. Um, gonna see how this, gonna see how this goes. Haven't done anything new, so uh, last new thing I tried it was uh, actually I did make a video about uh, right before I, I stopped making videos. I was gonna attempt to make this video on like workout, working out and stuff, but uh, anyways, we were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty pretty embarrassing because like. You know, you see so many people out there that are just trying to work out and they're trying to get famous off working out. And, um, you know, they got their OnlyFans account, of course, because that's what everybody's got nowadays. So, um, you know, you see them on OnlyFans, and then next thing you know, they're selling you on everything. They're selling you on pictures of their titties. They're selling you on uh, – they want you to work out. They, they get you to follow them on Instagram. First, they follow you, though. That's how they get you. They follow you first. I actually had it happen to me the other, the other day. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you feel obligated to follow them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that girl yeah. – um, there's this hot girl that followed me, and I, I said, oh, yeah. She uh, – oh, she's in the military. My friend's in the military, and he follows her. So she, maybe she's a good girl. This is a girl that maybe I could you know mm-hmm. get in her – slide into her DMs and maybe make some moves on her. But, uh, sure. you know, so I followed her, right? And I was like, I wonder when she's going to – like she followed me back, right? So I'm waiting for her to accept my follow now. I'm like, come on. Please accept it. Please accept it. And there's no – you didn't just follow me for nothing. Like you don't even know me. It's just some random girl. So I was like, all right. Once she accepts it, I'm going to check her Instagram out, maybe slide into the DMs. I feel like that's a normal thing. People just look at the profile first. So anyways, you know, I don't think it tells you when you get the notification. I don't have the app, the the – uh. Instagram app on my phone anymore. I deleted that in Facebook. Mm. So, uh, so I'm waiting for her to like, you know, to accept my request to, to follow her. So I finally find out that I'm following her, but I don't think it gave me a notification. The only way that I knew is because when I was like looking at people's stories, the top one was, uh, all I saw was ass. I saw this ass right in the camera and it said, of course, follow me on OnlyFans. So, yeah, that's how they get you. So they, they do that with their Instagrams. And, um, you know, if I was a chick, I'd totally take advantage of it. I'd do OnlyFans myself too. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah, like there's, – There's no like physical contribution needed. You don't yeah. need to meet anyone in person or anything. Yeah. So, you know, there's – you know, 10 years ago, if anyone found your – your not me too. If anyone found your, um, you know, video for OnlyFans, if someone found your account – Mm-hmm. They would absolutely start sending around everybody. Oh, check this out! This girl's got OnlyFans. Yeah. Everyone would be like putting you on blast. Like they'd be looking at it, um, sending you all around. You know, I saw the article on that girl at the dealership that got fired for having an OnlyFans account, which I think is pretty, oh, pretty yeah. screwed screwed up. I think so. I mean, that's. I feel like having an OnlyFans is kind of your personal life. I mean, it is. What does yeah, that have to do it with, is. Like, Especially for a car dealership, you don't have like a security clearance or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, when all the guys are jacking off to your videos on OnlyFans, okay, so it probably pulls happened. in more business, if anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only person getting the losing end of the stick for that is her, because oh, uh, you know, winning into the stick is the kind that's you know, yeah, getting off. So but what I don't get is like, if you don't want the bad, I guess, reputation of oh, one of our. Was she a salesperson? No, no, no. She was a mechanic. She was a chick mechanic. Oh, my God. So she wouldn't even have to yeah. do any face-to-face, really. Exactly. Like, very minimal. Exactly. Okay, so <clears throat> if they're mostly worried about the reputation of, oh, one of our mechanics is an OnlyFans, you know, yeah. borderline cam girl, yes. porn star type thing, yeah. right? Then firing her doesn't fix that. She still worked there. People are still going to remember that, oh... This, is this the dealership where that one OnlyFans mechanic works? Yeah, now now the word spread. Like everyone knows, like, oh yeah, that's the place they fired the chick. Right. Like I don't I don't get how firing her changes that. I yeah. mean, sure, I mean I guess eventually over time passes it'll get talked about less and less. But it would be the same thing if she still worked there. Yeah. Especially yeah. since there's no face to face. And people are gonna talk about it regardless. Yeah. You know? So the dudes that they work with, they're gonna talk about it. Um, they were already looking it up. That's how they found out. They found all the mechanics in the back. They were in like one of those rape vans. They were all jerking <laughs> off to her videos. No way. <laughs> yeah. The other mechanics yeah. that she worked with? Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. Okay. That they, is way worse. They put it on display in the back of a minivan. It was like a projector <laughs> screen in the back of one of those rape vans. Was she in the van? Was she, she aware of she it? She hopped in the van. Yeah. She hopped in the van with the guys. No way. They were all jerking off to it. I swear. No, no I'm making way. that up. I'm I was making that say, up. Okay. That's... 
This video, this part definitely took a turn. No, but they did find out they were all watching the videos, right? Well, I could understand that. But, so, so how do you think they figured girl. that out? How how did they figure like, that out? She, was she like, hey, <laughs> follow me on it? Yeah, fans. dude. This, it's only five bucks a month. So I think it was linked to her Instagram account. I yeah. think, but uh, yeah. I mean, still, like, what's the what's the age group of people working at a dealership? They're not all twenty years old. Like, you got fifty year old people there. You got the yeah. master mechanics, like people that have so been mechanics since they were like. You got her grandpa. Gramps over there. You got <laughs> off to her OnlyFans account. He's the one talking about. It. He's like, yo, you gotta check this out. Dude, check out this video. That. It's probably like some. Like I bet some of the guys or girls, I don't know, was it just guys in the van? Well, there was no van. That you was all, made that, that was entire part up. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's. But I'm I'm sure it was all guys working there. Like, there's no way there was two girl mechanics at one dealership. I first of all, you don't see one girl mechanic. So the fact that there was, yeah, you know, that's just it's unfortunate for her, you know. Oh, absolutely. But I so, mean, but going back to your point before I figured out you made up the van. Um, did do you think that any of her coworkers knew about it before she got fired, or before the story came out that led to her getting fired, or do you think? I, I th- I'm sure it was pretty quick. I'm pretty sure word got around quick once she once they found out that she had her her pastime after work. You know, very cost efficient one too. I mean, could you imagine just having to go on your OnlyFans already lubed up from the day, <laughs> tearing a couple engines apart? Well, I mean, I guess if she was successful with OnlyFans, she doesn't need to be a mechanic. I mean... So I guess that's one positive. Well, yeah, it. yeah. I mean, you can make some bank on there. Yeah. Every every chick that I see that, like, does it, even, like, the low-budget ones. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I was watching a video today, and the guy was talking about it. And he was saying that just the first chick he met that did it, and she was not sponsored or anything. Like, she was not... There was no production company doing anything for her. Um... It was just all her doing it herself. Mm-hmm. Four grand her first month. Four grand that she made. Yeah, all she profit. Just, yeah, she just wow. started up OnlyFans. I mean, there's not nothing for you to lose. Like you're not spending money. All you're doing is just putting your ass on a screen. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, that's assuming she gets taxed at all. That's you know forty k a year. That's yeah, not bad at I all. mean, I don't know how they're gonna tax her. That's forty eight k. Yeah, forty eight k on. Tax. Well, yeah, that was just taking a little bit out for taxes. But if it's untaxed, and that's well, yeah, because yeah, it's Snapchat Premium. I, I bet that's not taxed. I, don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're they'll end up making a change to some. That's to a good point, though. Like, do strippers get taxed? I don't think they do. I think they have to share I mean, some of their money with some other people. I think because it's such a cash only basis that it's hard to necessarily track. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're if you're a stripper and you're claiming you make thirty k a year, mm-hmm. oh, they make way more than that, though. Yeah. But you're like living in a mansion by yourself, uh-huh. and you have like a six car garage and shit like that. Oh yeah, obviously they're gonna look yeah. into it and get audited if it's something crazy like that. But for the most part, I feel like it's almost like like because like at a restaurant. So this is completely opposite end of the spectrum, but it's kind of similar because it's also cash. Um, the tips that they get in cash rather than just card. I know nowadays most people tip with their on their card. They pay with the card. They put a tip on top of that. But um, some folks that pay in cash, if they get a $20 tip, they had to just type into the system that they part of their tip was $20. So that when they get to the end of the night and they distribute their tip outs to, like, the busboy, yeah. um, yeah, the yeah, bartender yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But they can, they can lie. They can yeah, pocket they that 20 and be they, like, oh, they, they stiffed me. Yeah, they fucked me over. Yeah. I think that's how strip clubs are, too. I think it's right. like, you know, you're paying out the bouncer. You're paying out, like, there's certain aspects where you're like... I don't. I don't think you have to, but I think it's like it's expected. Like you're gonna share this with this person. Yeah. You know. And I, I'm sure ship clubs have some similar thing where if some shippers make less, there's some sort of like evening out of pay. Like I mean, well, some of the money they get does go towards the establishment. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah. But then again, I mean, there's some there's fees you gotta pay to go in there. I mean, they're making a lot of money too. Like, are there cover charges? A lot of times, yeah. Have you been to a stripper? Yeah. Oh, I never have. Yeah, and the strippers, uh, the strippers, a lot of times sell, uh, you know, so you got to pay the the cover <clears throat> charge, but they're also selling you on like getting getting drinks and they're talking to you and all kinds of stuff. So, matter of fact, so at strip clubs, a lot of times the strippers and the bartenders will get paid for what they sell. So like they'll sell like alcohol, like they'll be like, oh, you got to get this bottle of wine. It's 
Oh, like really they get, good. Oh, look, like a bottle girl. Yeah, they're like, like they get commission. Oh, this is two hundred bucks or like two thousand dollar bottle of champagne. Only a two thousand dollar bottle of champagne. Yeah. Okay, if you buy it, I'll take you up to the VIP club. Oh yeah. Next thing you know, you know, you're getting a little foot job upstairs and with bottle service and all that. Yeah, with bottle service, it's only two grand, but realistically, it's probably a hundred. Yeah. But you're really just buying that foot job or a lot of times you really don't get anything at strip clubs it's not like they're not taking you upstairs and doing anything like it, it doesn't happen but the gen- the guys that go in there are expecting that so you know you offer them a two grand bottle a lot of guys that go into strip clubs it'll be rich guys that are single and have nothing going on so they'll go there for fun and they're hoping for the best out of it even though nothing ever comes for it they still live on that high of of the the hope something will happen good out of it like them buying that two thousand dollar bottle of wine that nothing's going to come out of you know they're better off going to bar and just just buying two thousand dollars worth of drinks for the whole bar, and someone in there is going to hook up with them. Mm. You know, you have better odds that way than doing it in a strip club. Strip clubs, the girls do it for what four nights a week, three nights a week. That's happening to them. It's not yeah, special. But it's work. typically if if you're the type of person that goes into a strip club or any sort of club, and you're like, hey, I want my own table, bottle service, and I want you know this crazy ass bottle of cognac or something like that. Um, there's going to be a few girls coming to you constantly. So, yeah. I mean, it does increase your chance. I mean, I can see it increasing your chances of potentially hooking up with someone. But then again, they're they're strippers, so that's their job. Yeah. So, I mean, they can, they can tease you all they want, but at the end of the day, they can just fucking go home. Yeah. But, I mean, well, it's... To me, I think that's a very expensive way to try to hook up with someone at a bar or yeah, a club. Yeah, absolutely. But if I was, uh... If I was a girl, I'd totally do OnlyFans. Now getting back to your point about um, um, how, like, how like when people follow you, you and you feel obligated to follow them. Back. Yeah, yeah. I got my my first follow from one of those uh, MMA Twitter accounts. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I know we talked about it in the past where you say that's most of your followers are just those MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, fan page accounts yeah. where they just repost upcoming fights or you know rumors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, who so was it? Was it like one of the like? I don't think it was a. Ma- it was like MMA vids, or MMA videos. Real, really, none of those guys are major, but it's like just the interactions they get from the fighters is what makes them big. Even though they're yeah. really not that big, but they're just they're 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 witty with what their their remarks and everything. I give them credit. But nice. That's cool. That's cool. Right. But uh, yes. Anyways, back to that story. So first video um ever tried to do. That was uh, something different. It it was like this workout video, and like I was saying, so um, you know that's the type of people it is. People that are also you know trying to get you to go to their OnlyFans accounts or trying to get you to work out, like you were saying yesterday. It's like buy this workout for ten, do this workout for ten minutes a day, and you can look like me, even though they're not eating. Uh, you know. Four four uh, four days of the week, they're just starving themselves to death. They're not eating anything. They're doing crack cocaine the other three nights after they work out. They are working out seven days a week, but they're doing coke at night. They're they're all living in Oregon, I'm sure. Um, of course, now you can do crack cocaine. You can do whatever you want. You can do heroin, I think. Whatever you want to do in Oregon, you can do it. You can do meth. I knew that for yeah, a they, fact. They just decriminalize pretty much everything. Yeah, on the pretty right? pretty cool. Yeah, it's a place to be. Which yeah, honestly, I don't think it's an awful idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to fucking do everything that when you go to Oregon. Yeah, I mean, there's you're bringing out you're gonna you're gonna get rid of that population because let's be real, if if you make it legal, they're done, they're dead. You don't even have to worry about them. It's it's a fixed society. It'll trim the fat. Legalize everything and you trim the fat. It's natural. Yeah, it's like it's like taking off warning labels. It's a, you might as well it's a similar concept. It's uh, what, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Natural. Uh, Natural selection. Natural selection. Like survival like, that's, the, that's the word I'm looking for. Natural yeah. selection. We need a more. We are over overpopulated. Society is, and it's time. It's time to make a change. You know, that's what right. Corona is here for. It's here to save the day. We're trying to stop oh, it. Kill them all. <laughs> Just kill everybody. <laughs> so um, yeah. Anyway, so first video I made. I got it pulled up. So actually, I'm sorry. This is not the video. This is a totally different video. So, uh, but yeah, I couldn't do that. I didn't want to be a sellout. I didn't want to be that guy that's trying to motivate motivate everybody to look like them, saying, "Hey, look here, you fat piece of shit. You could look like me if you did cocaine three days of the week and you didn't eat the other four. So all I got to do is ten minutes straight of push-ups and sit-ups. Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. Eat this diet, you'll lose forty pounds in a month. It's so generic. Yeah, so generic. This is Jack's first attempt of. Starting a workout. So I thought I found the video the other day, and then I went ahead and uh, 
I was looking for the video and I ran into this and I thought this was it. So I started playing it. I don't know what the fuck this is right here. Let's check it out. And you're all dressed up, so you know oh, you I know, like, I know. just got back from work or about to go to work. No, I think I think I was like really trying to make a good impression in this video. Like I wanted to look my best. Obviously not today. But what the fuck is going on here? You can tell I'm doing math. I got a couple scars on my head. Yeah, so that's look I mean look how skinny I was there. I was definitely definitely shredded, but uh what the fuck was that? I don't know what the fuck I was gonna do with that clip. Yeah. I've I've never seen it before until last night. So. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm curious to see what your initial intent. And what? Is. How old is it? Uh, I doubt. I don't think it's that old. It's probably probably a year, year and a half old. A year. Yeah, but uh, I think it was last summer when I did it. But yeah, I mean, okay. I was I had intentions of making a really good video. I think I remember buttoning my shirt up like that. I normally don't do two buttons down. I just do one. I don't want to look too much like a D bag, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> people like D bags, you know. Show that you're a little bit relaxed. Yeah, they do. Not people complete business. People want to see D bags. Like I'm not gonna lie, like it makes a great image. Oh yeah, they're still entertaining. It, oh, definitely entertaining. And if you're making a video, it's it's all about entertainment. So sure, you know, two buttons down. It's the way I fly when I make videos. You know, yeah. might not be me in person, but me on a video camera, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of yeah. Based on that video, I'm pretty sure you were. Obviously, obviously screwing around based on your uh, I definitely was screwing around but what the fuck but I do wonder what your initial intent yeah like yeah, was I gonna make that a clip like have some background music to it that's what yeah, I picture but what the fuck it uh it is funny looking back on it now like but what what the fuck what the fuck so anyways so um, anyways, podcast is going to be pretty much for you guys out there if you're like, you know, if you're a fan of Jake Paul and, you know, you like that guy, you think he's funny, then, then fuck off. You've got the, you've got, you've got the comedic IQ of a five-year-old. You might as well go loot a couple of targets. I'm sorry, not even targets. You should go loot a Kmart and fucking go get beat up by Nate Robinson because that's what's about to happen. When he when he uh, fights yeah, on the Mike Tyson card with uh, well, isn't he also ca still calling out UFC fighters? Yeah, yeah, he's still calling out UFC fighters. Uh, I know he called out Dylan Danis at one point, the Bellator yeah. fighter. It's uh, friends with McGregor, but I think he called out someone else. But he's that's never gonna happen. If this guy fought in the UFC, he would die. Dana White wouldn't want that happen. Who Jake Paul? Yes. No, the, he's calling out UFC fighters, but he wants them. He wants to fight them in a boxing match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. still. Yeah, I bet their hands are way fucking quicker. Almost any enemy. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's what. So Nate Robinson, right? The guy you said you didn't know who he was. Right. So anyways, he's a basketball player, professional basketball player. Okay, I knew his name sounded familiar, but since we were talking about like MMA and boxing, yeah, it did not ring a bell. So he's 36 now, but the dude is uh, the dude's an animal. Nate, how old's Jake Paul? Jake Paul's like 24, 23. Oh, uh, probably 24, but. So Nate, so Nate Robinson is 36. He was a professional basketball player, NBA. Like, and he was a really good player. He was a high caliber player. Um, he's uh, he's a little on the shorter statue though, for like an NBA player. Like he's still taller than me and you, but he's a little bit shorter. So it's not like Jake Paul. So he's like the guy that would be on the court, and you're like, wow, that guy's a midget. And then you look it up, he's actually like six foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, not yeah. almost seven yeah. foot. Like I, I don't know his actual height, but yeah, he's yeah. he's not a seven foot tall guy, you know. Which honestly, not a lot of basketball players are. A lot of them are at least like six centers. Like centers average. are like massive, but everyone else is. How tall is LeBron James? Okay, LeBron James is like six eight. Yeah, I mean that's, I that's like pretty tall. Most guys are around. That's pretty tall. I mean, if you put that, he just up, he just tall. looks big compared to other basketball players because he's also the size of like a football. Player. Yeah, he's he's also he's not as lanky size. as other yeah. tall guys. Yeah, he's also yeah he's like two. I think he's like two fifty. Yeah, so, I mean, that dude's massive. Yeah. If you played if you played in the NFL, oh my god. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a fun fun spectacle to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nate Robinson. So he's more of like a, uh, you know, more 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 of the normal more normal size than NBA size. So uh, so so why is he getting called out by Jake Paul? So Jake Paul initially wanted to fight a rapper. I think it was Ti. It might not have been Ti. That sounds but it right. Been, I think I didn't hear. I think it was Ti. Or uh, uh, what was? He made some super famous song back in like '06. It wasn't Ti. It wasn't Ti. Fifty? No, 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 no. Let's look it up real quick. So, well, Logan Paul calls out people too, doesn't he? Oh, I think it was. I think Logan Paul was the rapper. 
because he does rap too. He showed up to his house and base. The guy had some Lambos. Soldier Boy. It was Soldier Boy. He called out Soldier yeah, Boy. Yeah, he called out Soldier Boy. And they went to fight, right? They were going to fight. It never happened. So anyways, he went to Nate Robinson. So Nate Robinson is now going to fight. Well, hold on. Why Why did he call out Soldier Boy? Like, is there any any prior beef? beef? I think they just started talking shit on Twitter. Just for no reason. Yeah, just for no reason. So he started talking shit on Twitter to Soldier Boy. And since it's Jake Paul, it works. Like, you know, he's got a bigger following now. That Soldier Boy has, even though Soldier Boy was bigger, you know, ten years ago. So that's why Jake Paul's able to do that. He's like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna call this guy out, and it's gonna be a highlight because like it's gonna bring all his fans back. It's gonna bring my fans back. This is good for me." Oh, I can get it's like a publicity stunt. That's great. Yeah. So that didn't wind up happening, even though both of them like agreed, like, "Hey, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." Never happened. They showed up. Uh, he showed up to his house, and they like confronted each other at his house. Could have been all set up. Who knows? But, uh, uh, probably. The Nate Robinson thing, I don't think it was. So, this, this so everyone's, everyone's, everyone is super, like, sketched out about Mike Tyson fighting, because the guy's 53, and Roy Jones is, like, 51, right? Mm-hmm. So they're sketched out about that. That's this month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, November 28th, it's later this month, I think. That's the Paul, the Jake fight is on that, on that card, actually. The Jake Paul fight? Yeah, on that same card. Is it an actual fight, or is he fighting someone stupid? That, it's the fight against, uh, Nate Robinson. That's actually yes, happening. That's I thought real. it was just a rumor. No, that's real. It's happening this month. So Nate, oh my God. Nate Robinson is a professional NBA player, and he's when did he learn how to fight? He never has. He just has street fighting skills. That's it. No, he's just picked it up like six months ago. Nate Robinson, <clears throat> but he has been training. He's been training like crazy. Like for bo- just, yes. it's a boxing match. Yes. Right? Okay. So Nate Robinson has been training for boxing like crazy. So how many fights are on that card then? I'm sure there's a lot. There's usually a lot on boxing cards. I didn't know that. But Jake that, Paul's fights watched a lot of like, boxing probably like up there, like one of the highest fights, even though he's not. Nate Robinson is his first fight ever, and Jake Paul is like his third or fourth. So it's going to be like one of, the, one of the highest fights on the card because of that. Because it's just a high, you know, high-profile fight. Yeah, sure. But uh, so Nate Robinson, I'm excited to see how it goes because the dude was a professional athlete. <clears throat> And a lot of people say, you know, they're like, oh, LeBron James beat up Colby Covington. Absolutely not the case. Because LeBron That's James, a whole other ballgame. He'd have to learn a whole spectrum of other skills that he's yeah. dealt with. So Jake Paul's fought, what, three or four? This will be his third or fourth fight. Nate Robinson, this will be his first. Yeah. I mean, so realistically, you know. But, I mean, I can kind of see him having somewhat of a chance just because boxing is a lot of stamina. His background is just, just being a physical athlete. Yeah. You just got to be able to learn. Like, like, so, okay, so, okay basketball, basketball, there's skills you learn, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's skills you learn that we watch the game, and you don't realize it, you know? Like, you see it, but you don't understand the, the concept of... A hand-eye coordination and or quick reflexes. Or what goes into, like, how do you properly do a spin move, for example, you know? Yeah. Like, I, if I could spin, I could do a spin, but uh, who knows? I'm not doing it the same way Saquon Barkley's doing it, I can tell you that. All right. So how big are these fuckers? All right, so Jake Paul is 191.8. Um, now let's see. And he's probably, let's see, let's get his height too. So Jake one. Paul, 6'1", six one? okay. So 6'1", 190, one, 192. 192, yep, you're right. Nate Robinson. Might have is boxing the same way where they got to be like exact or within a pound if it's not Okay, Nate match. Robinson is 5'9". Wow. Yeah, so he's pretty short for an NBA player. So he'll be working the body. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but the dude's an athlete. You got to remember that. 180. And he's 180. So are they just going with that? Um, I mean, he might weigh a little bit more. He, I'm yeah, sure that might, was his NBA weight. He might put some weight on. He might put a couple pounds on or something. Okay. Yeah, but 5'9 to 6'1, you know, that's a little bit of a little bit of an advantage, I would say, there. Four inches. I mean, as, as long as his reach. I wonder what their reach is. Because, you know, height isn't always yeah. a good indicator. Sometimes, I mean, we've seen a four or five inch height difference in guys that have the same exact reach. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. A lot goes into it. A lot goes into it. But the reach doesn't always mean you're going to win. You know, you got to be able to use No, it reach. doesn't. You still got to be quick. You still got to have great technique. You still got to have defense. Yeah. You still got to be able to take a hit. Yeah. Definitely got to be able to take a hit. And that's that's one thing I was thinking about, though. I don't know how hard Nate Robinson's been, like, taking hits and sparring. You know? Yeah. I, I think about that all the time. Like, it, you know, I train and everything, but I get hit, but I'm not getting hit as hard as someone's going to hit. So yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's a different, different story. Yeah. So, so do you know what the limitations are or what the, 
<clears throat> restrictions are for their fight? Like, do they have to weigh in a certain amount? Um, or are they just, whatever their weight is, it kind of just a catchweight type thing? Let's see. Well, no, catchweight, you still have to set a weight and meet that goal, right? Like, that's yeah. when the two fighters agree to be like, all right, we're both going to weigh in at 185. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not like a part of any weight class. It's just... Why do fighters do that, by the way? Do you know why? The catchweight fights? Yeah. A lot of times it's like, um, you know, they'll take a short-notice fight or something. That's usually when you see it most. Because otherwise oh, okay. they're going to try and step in at their own weight class so they can move up in it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like, hey, I'm taking this fight on a week's notice. Uh, would you be good with doing 150 instead of 145? Yeah, exactly. Like, sure. There's Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Like, that's ever yeah, going to happen. Yeah, we're fucking right. <laughs> that's another one of those fights. I'm sure that fight would, would build up some... Oh, it absolutely You know, a lot of money would. for pay-per-views, but... Absolutely. It'd be a 20-second fight. I can't believe this fight's actually happening. When you told me about this, I thought... I thought it was just one another one of those bullshit ones, like the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. So, I don't even know what the weight is. It says 13 ST, 7 LB, 12 ST, 9 LB. So... What? I have no idea. What is ST? Who who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so their Instagram followers are also um, <laughs> Instagram <laughs> followers actually matter Listen in the boxing on the fight match. poster. Yeah, so Jake Paul has a whopping thirteen point five million. Hey, they Robinson, both fight Orthodox. Twenty four million. Yeah, yeah, both. He already has a nickname, Kryptonite. Or yep. was that his? Was that his NBA nickname? He he's earned it in his one month of training. That's what I've heard. His gym. They said, wow. Never that guy's seen, crazy. Never seen anything like this. Let's call him Kryptonite. What if he does come out and just beat the living shit out of Jake Paul? That would be awesome. That would be Especially awesome. after that looting video. What is you know? The porcelain child? Is that what this is? Uh, the problem child. Problem. He might as well be porcelain. Porcelain. <laughs> His career's taking a turn for the worse, that's for yeah. sure. He's made of porcelain. Oh, I mean, but he makes some stupid-ass decisions, though. No, I mean, I, I used to not have a problem with Jake Paul. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people did, and I watched his stuff, and I was like, yeah, you know what, this guy's not as bad as people make it out to be, which is the case, but once he started making the videos with too much attention, the fake the fake camera video, he had this video where he, he uh, acted like it was real, like he, he tried to make people buy into it, and then he acted like it didn't even happen afterwards. Like a week later, he acted like it never happened. What? He had this video where he went to a doctor's office, and they installed a camera in his arm. Like a bionic camera that would come out so he could just record himself all day and it was in his arm. The dumbest video I've ever seen in my life. And he it sounds tried... like some idea from like Black Mirror. Yeah, and he tried to make it look real and then he acted like he never mentioned it once again because everyone was on the comments like, this is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever seen. <laughs> and then uh, the next week his video comes out and it was just like, it, it never happened. <laughs> they didn't mention it once. Wow. Knew it was a complete fail. You can't back yourself out of that. And I think that video blew up. I think it had... It had millions of views, which his videos usually do. But I mean, this one had like five times at least the views of the other ones. It was like it oh, I can up. see why. I mean, it's it's Jake Paul. It's someone who already has somewhat of a fan base. He did a good and job with the it's, video. It's a new idea. Yeah. So what? It, I'm sure a lot of people jumped on it like, oh, look at this new tech that's out. Yeah. I wonder when it's going to be released to everyone else. Yeah. That's like it's one of those things. Yeah. Okay. It's like how people always theorize like how the military has like way more advanced technology than is released to the public. Yeah, I mean... It's like, I, it's the same kind of thing. I would assume that's true, too, you know? Oh, I, I don't doubt that. I'm just saying that I think that's why people jump on these videos so quick, and it's like, look, look at this new technology that's out. Look what he's got. Yeah. So, anyways, this fight's on that card, and so is the Mike Tyson fight with War Jones, which a lot of people are blowing up. I oh, never yeah. told you, so there's actually this cool story that I had. <laughs> So everyone's like blowing up about their age because they're like fifty three. Right. Um. So when I went to see Cedric fight, mm-hmm. uh, it's a you know MMA yeah. guy that I train with. So he um there was a dude on the card. He was sixty eight years old fighting. <laughs> no, I'm not like, kidding. Did you watch the fight? Yes. <laughs> yes. He was sixty eight years old. Did he fight someone old. else? I was older. No. The the dude that he fought was like in his thirties or forties. Oh god. So it was a dude. So this dude, the only reason I knew he was sixty eight. I could not believe it one bit. So they're fighting, and um, this dude starts whooping his ass. He gets him up against the cage and starts beating this guy's ass. The 68-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. So he just starts just wailing on the dude mm-hmm. up against the cage. The dude couldn't move off the cage. I was like, this guy's going to end the fight. He did. He got a TKO. So after The 68-year-old the, got a TKO. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So no one had a clue this guy was 68 years old. After the fight, the announcer comes out, and he's like, hey, I want to give a shout-out to this guy. Long-time fighter. The dude's a beast. 
Um, he's turning 68 years old today. He's older than his coaches. Yeah, that's right. He's fighting today on his birthday, 68 years old. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This dude's 68 years old. That's crazy. And he's fighting. Literally. He didn't look 68 at all either. But he was hmm. he, he was older. He was definitely older. But You're positive the ref didn't just 100%. say his age wrong? The guy was black. Black guys don't <laughs> age like that. So, he, um, anyways, yeah, like he... He he was older. He was definitely older, and you could tell he was older than the other guy too. But yeah, the ref he didn't he didn't botch it. He was legitimately sixty eight years old. It wasn't a joke. He meant it. The guy was sixty eight years old. Wow, he was That's impressive. He was older than his coaches too. So like, yeah, when I was looking at it, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, sixty eight years old. So I think that Mike Tyson fight's gonna surprise people. I do. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. I mean, I know Mike Tyson's been training really hard, and I'm sure Roy Jones has too. I, yeah, I mean, they were both professional boxers, but I think people don't understand. Like, So you even see with the UFC guys, like Anderson Silva just fought Uriah Hall yeah. last week. Yeah, he didn't look good, but he yeah. can still take the shots. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did. He didn't look bad. I'll put it that way. Anderson's, he started off okay. He was still kicking. Um, I'll just put it this way. 100% of the people's asses out there. <laughs> the only people's ass who Anderson Silva can't kick anymore is other UFC fighters. Like, young, other young UFC fighters. Any too. other person on earth, he'd still kick their ass. Well, duh. Anyone. I mean, there's there's a shit ton of amateur fighters that can kick most people's ass. Yeah. And I think that's why people are overlooking the Mike Tyson fight. I think that people, are, people don't think they can take a shot, but why not? I think they're going to be able to take a shot. Sure. I think, you know, next week it's not going to be I mean, be they did it for, they both did it for how many years? They did it for a while. Mike Tyson actually, I don't think, did it for super long. I think the only, in the I think the only real concern is like, not if they can take a shot, but how many shots they can take before it causes like, you know, serious damage. Like, not just like, obviously, a lot of the older boxers have like some sort of brain damage or something like that. But I mean, like, when you're at that age... And you're, I mean, for Roy Jones' sake, <clears throat> like, Mike Tyson was a beast in his day. Mm-hmm. Like, how hard he could hit people. Like, and that was how he fought. Yeah. He would wait, he would wait for that one shot, and boom, done. Yep. That's how all of his fights ended. But that happens to, how old is Roy Jones? Like, 53? I think 54? he's 51. Mike Jones is 51? 53. Yeah. Okay. If he gets a shot like that, what if it just kills him on the ring? I don't what, think it's going to kill him. I don't think it's going to kill him. But how do you... How do you know that? I mean, a hard shot to the temple to a 51-year-old? I mean, like I said, I mean, if there's other UFC fighters out there doing it without bo- without boxing gloves, which are way, way softer of an impact. True. There's other UFC fighters. I mean, you got a Linux out there. Mm-hmm. You got there, – there's plenty of UFC fighters out there that um, – I mean, hell, you look at Bellator. There's guys that are, that are way up there in age in their upper 40s and stuff fighting, yeah. you know, and – Chuck Liddell, for example, he did it. Now, he, he had a glass gym when he was fighting last, but, you know, Mike Tyson, the guy hadn't taken a shot in a while, you know? Who knows how that heals up either, you know? They, they, they might be better than ever. I doubt, yeah. I, I doubt it. I, I mean, he's not going to be better than ever, but, you know, as far as the way he can take a hit, it might be the best he's been in a while because he hasn't taken a hit in so long. But um, also, like I said, the boxing gloves is going to help out a lot. If you can have a UFC fighter that goes out there and does it in their late 40s, and in that one guy's case, 68 years old, I think Mike Tyson's going to be able to take a shot. Yeah, I think you're right. I guess it would be a different story if it was like a 25-year-old fighting a 53-year-old. Yeah, if it was 25-year-old Mike Tyson fighting 53-year-old Mike Tyson, yeah, that might be a problem. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, as far as 53-year-old Mike Tyson versus 51, Roy Jones Jr., I mean, they both know how to defend. I I doubt, yeah, they'll probably take, one of them might take a couple clean shots, but... I don't see anything. I mean, you see people take clean shots a lot. They don't mm. always knock people out, you know. No, not at all. And I'm not saying these guys can't take it. Take, can't take a few hits. I'm just saying like they have careers behind them when they're in their younger days where they're so used to getting a beating for uh, how many rounds is boxing? 10, 15, 12, rounds, yeah, 12 rounds, whatever they want to put it out. And they're just so used to that and they're still in that, you know, that young fighting mindset, but their body is you know, much older and can't take as much damage. Yeah. So, like, how, I mean, I don't know. I guess I can see the worry and the serious, the extent of how serious the damage can be. Yeah, I mean, it's a real thing, but I, I think I think it's not going to be much different than taking a hit as a 40-year-old man. Like, if they were 90, 
think that'd be different. If he, I mean, dentures flying, in yeah, like their bones are breaking, you know. But being in his fifties, I don't think it's that bad. I really can, don't. Can you imagine on someone's fighting record? You know, you see a line of like unanimous decision, split decision, TKO, KO. Then there's just one line. Oh, that guy, he fucking died. Yeah. Death. It just says death. It doesn't say knockout. It doesn't say TKO. What a way to go out. Dead. It's got the fighting spirit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. But, no, I, I see what you're saying. I'm I'm sure the fight will be fine. Um, But watching some of Mike Tyson's training videos, he looks great. Yeah. The dude looks phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Same with Roy Jones. I haven't seen anything about him. Well... Uh, Mike Tyson's definitely getting the hype train behind us all. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both big names, but I think Tyson's definitely a bigger name. Yeah. I think everyone would agree with that. Yeah. I think anything short of a knockout, everyone's going to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. If this fight goes 12 rounds of them just, like, laying on each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's expecting death, kind of. It, it's kind of kind of brutal. You yeah. know, everyone's, everyone's expecting someone to, to get seriously hurt in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's just going to sell it. But, hey, you never know. They, they could just go out there and... They, they might just get gassed after two rounds, and they're not going to care. It's going to be their last fight. They're 50-something years old. they got nothing to lose at that point. Yeah. Who cares if everyone disliked it? You enjoyed me for my, my other 15 great years of my career, you know? So, it is what it is. So, what are you predicting for that fight? Are you predicting it to end early? Are you predicting it to go close to the distance and not much action past the first couple of rounds? What are you thinking? I am projecting that fight to... They get canceled from coronavirus. No way. Don't pull that shit. Okay. Why? No, I hope not, but if it did... I mean, there's no the... fans or anything, right? I, I don't think so. Not that I know of. There could be. There could be. Where's it at? I don't even know. I don't know the details on it that much, but it, it could be fans. I don't know. I feel like they're starting to loosen up on that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if that if that were to happen, man, that would screw everything up. That's not like you can like get a fill-in. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be fans. It's, um... Yeah, I, ho- I hope so. I hope there's some. But if, if the fight goes forward and it's not canceled like coronavirus or fucking some medical emergency for one of the two old men, I mean, if they actually fight, how do you think it's going to go? All right, realistically, I think Mike Tyson's going to go in there. Mike Tyson is going to – I think he's going to go swinging. He's going to go swinging right off the right off the gates. And I think I think Roy Jones is going to kind of fire back a little bit. A little bit too, not not too much. He's like, okay, I don't want to wear myself out. It's a long fight, and then I think after that, round two is going to come around, and both the guys are going to be about the same same speed. Round two, they're going to be like, all right, I kind of kind of got the feel a little bit. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to I'm going to take my time now. We're in round number two. It's going to be a good round two, I think. Then I think they're going to get to round three, and someone's either going to get knocked out in round three. Or it's going to go a long distance, and someone might get TKO'd at the end. It's not going to be a clear knockout. I think it's going to be someone's going to get beat up, and they're going to be like, "All right, all right, stop it, stop it. We we can't let people watch this. This is this guy's getting murdered." I think it's going to get to that point in the late rounds, or it's just going to go to the judges' scorecard because it's going to be that bad of a fight. You might get two good rounds out of it, but the the other ten are going to be terrible. I'm expecting that. To be honest with you, so I'm going to go on the opposite side. I'm going to say Tyson gets a knockout in the third round. Third round? Anything later in the third round? Do you think? Because that's my cutoff point. I don't think there's. I mean, I'm sure there's a chance, but knockout or TKO. I think if anything ends, sure, I can see it being a TKO, but I can. I think Tyson's going to get a knockout early. Okay. I mean, if if he does, if anyone gets a knockout early, I think it'll be Tyson. If it's not Tyson. Everyone's going to be like, like wow. Because like you said, I, I agree with you that he is going to come out fine. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I haven't seen any of Roy Jones's, uh training videos or anything like that, but Tyson just looks fucking good. Yeah, yeah, he's still got the neck of If he comes out firing and is just a split second faster than Roy, he's done. Yeah, he's got the neck of a gazelle. I don't even know what a gazelle looks like. Yeah, but he's got a big ass neck. Look it up. A gazelle is like, like those little deer looking things that have straight horns. They have big necks. I mean, kind of. Uh, not like a giraffe. Well, the giraffe's a skinny. Mike Tyson doesn't look, look like a giraffe. I can't say Mike Tyson's right, giraffe-looking look ass. You know what does look like a giraffe, though? My penis. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's got the spots on it and everything. A giraffe with its fucking neck cut off. What? It got its neck cut off? Yeah. Just a stub? Just a stub, no. I got the spots on all the proof for it. <laughs> 
What I got the herpes. Hell? I guess a gazelle is a company that sells iPhones. Nice. Um. Yeah. See. Oh, cool. Like the neck's not bad. I mean, yeah. it's like slightly longer than a deer, maybe, but not that bad. And there's they're known for their horns and the coloring on the side of them. You should uh, you should check out that website. Gazelle. Yeah, I'm sure it's a good one. I'm sure it's no, virus a- free. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of viruses, so we've been working on got, trying to get the podcast set up for fucking. Oh jeez. Uh, how long has it been? Twenty hours. Almost. 24. It's been twenty hours. Yeah, it literally has Almost been twenty, 20 hours. hours. Twenty hours. We slept. I slept for seven hours in the middle of that. But that's that's it. So, anyways, <laughs> we're looking up all these videos. So my mind is just fucking destroyed right now from watching all these videos of these people. You know how watching tutorial videos is just the worst fucking thing ever? Like, you either get a ton of Indian people or you just get these white people that are just so generic that you you can't stand to watch the video. I found one video. The guy's actually pretty good, but uh, let's just play it. Let's just roll it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's see if we can play that a little bit better. So Jack had to Replay that video about twelve times last night. I went to sleep to it. No way. Yeah, you I, set, it I set it as my alarm bed. clock. I was like, "This is gonna put me in such a good mood when I wake up." It just went mix it, mix it, mix it. No mix way. It. You made a ringtone. No, 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 no. That would have been. Hilarious. I might as well. I'm gonna you just wake like up every morning laughing. I'm gonna set it as your phone. Uh, your phone, like your ring. <laughs> like when, when I call you. Going up. No, when something starts calling you, you're gonna be sitting in your house and you're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be watching. What's that show you're watching? Uh, Carnival Row. We're gonna be watching Carnival Row, and mm. you're gonna hear mixer, 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 mixer in the other room, and it's gonna be this playing over and over. Mixer. It's like it's like combined mixer and elixir. It, it's like I don't. It's throwing in a couple couple different vowels in there. It's just as. What was it, British or Australian accent? I don't even know. I think it was British. I don't even know. But Yeah, back to your point about the videos. I mean, a lot of them are kind of annoying because you're just waiting for them to get to the point where you actually need their help. But I think the most difficult thing, especially last night, is there's so many different things that can go wrong, and there's so much shit out there Yeah. to like help with specific issues yeah. that it, it was hard to find. Like We'd be watching it and be like, uh-huh, yep, yep, sounds right, and then... They would take a turn and be like, oh, that's not exactly what we're looking for. Yep, yep. So. Speaking of shit and taking turns, not what they were looking for last mm-hmm. night. Okay. You know, I missed out. It was my, uh, it's my anal night. Supposed to, is my, my anal night. So I watched, I jerk off to, to anal porn Tuesday nights. So I missed out on that. Because we're trying to get the podcast set up. Oh, I'm so sorry you missed out on anal night. Yeah, dude, that's a big night, man. Wow. That's a big night. I, that's the night that I don't shower beforehand, so I smell like complete shit. So that way I get the best experience possible. What the hell is wrong with I you? Smell, <laughs> I smell so bad. I work out like two times that day. I do jujitsu too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same day. So Tuesday nights, yeah, I don't shower. I go to bed. I watch anal, anal porn and uh, gaping anal porn. I like mm. I like the ones with multiple dudes that uh, are all getting in gangbang. one hole. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That's the best. So I smell like absolute shit. When I'm jerking off, because I just got done with jujitsu, I worked out in the morning. It's a terrible combination. So yeah, I get it's actually a great combination. I get I get the best results out of it. Wow! I finished. Very I, I have quick. a feeling you didn't actually skip out on that. You either did that before you came over. Or you did that in my house last night. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll stop that conversation right there. Uh, that's before probably best. Feelings get hurt. Um, yeah. So, so let's uh, let's switch gears. Um, how do you feel switching gears to UFC? So still sticking on the fighting concept, but how do you feel about Paul Felder stepping in to fight Rafael dos Anjos? Dude, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I think it's a big move for, for Paul Felder, but mm-hmm. uh, you know RDA hadn't fought in a little while, but it's still gonna be uh, still gonna be like a big move for for Paul Felder. Like if Paul Felder wins this fight, think about it. Last time when when people step in for fights that they need they need fill ins. It's a good look for the UFC, like yeah, absolutely. So Masvidal, like yeah, especially when it's someone as recognizable as Paul Felder. Yeah, like he's like I mean, the dude was 
Yeah, he's been commentating so many fights, and he was going to be a commentator on this fight. Yeah, he's, he's building now up he's his resume. In. He's stepping in now. Yeah. People know his name. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good for his career. You need that. Like I told you, I always say, like people like Charles Oliveira. I think he he's such a such a such a title title shot deserver. Like he, he deserves to be in that conversation. I feel like the guy's on like what an eight fight win streak or something. And yeah, he's I, like I have another. I think we've talked about this before, but I have another fight idea for him. We'll we'll get to that later. Okay, so. Paul. Uh, anyways, Paul Felder stepping in is is great because Charles Oliveira. I feel like the only reason that he's not at that point where he's getting the main card fights. Last one was with Kevin Lee, which was good, but you know he won that fight <laughs> and he thought that was going to move up, but yeah, never happened. So it's Paul Felder taking the fights huge. He's just making a name for himself, and that's what gets you places in the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and is this RDA's first fight at 155? No, no, he used oh, to he be has- champ. He used to be champ at 155. Okay. So he, um, yeah, he, he was champ for a while and then McGregor came in, um, RDA got hurt. He was supposed to, he was supposed to fight McGregor. He got pulled out of the card. I think he got hurt. McGregor went up fighting Eddie Alvarez. I think it was. Okay. Knocked him out. Uh, got the title and RDA went up to 170 and, uh, he's coming back down now. Oh, so he was the champ at 155, went up and then he's not coming back down. I yep. thought he was a champ at 170. And then came back or came down. No, nah, he was a champ at 155, went up to 170. Okay. Came back down. So, yeah, um, you know, it's he's not, he's not you know, big ranked fighter or anything, but it's still like a, I think it's a good name to have on your resume. Like, it's not like the guy's out of his prime for sure. You know, he's 36 now. Yeah. So, I just feel like having his name there, it, it's good. It's good. And if he did fight at 155 for the last few years, I'm sure he'd, he'd still be ranked. I'm sure he would. Right, but there's just so many people in that division. It's stacked. It is, and but yeah, I think this fight. I think it's great for both fighters, and I think it's. I think it's gonna be a good fight too, because I know Paul Feller's been staying in shape. I think I saw a tweet the other day that he's been like training ridiculously for like a triathlon or something. Like yeah, he's been swimming and biking. Or yeah, doing some, swimming and biking. Some crazy shit. So. That's why he was so willing to step in and take this fight on five days' notice. Yeah, and it's crazy the guys that can can stay. Like he said, he's got the weight there and everything. So mm-hmm. the fact that he doesn't have to cut dramatically, which I kind of don't believe, you know, he's I, he's still gonna have to cut for sure. Like he's not walking around at one fifty five. Yeah, but I I think the cuts a little bit more than they're probably making it out to be. He, he sort of got a. You got to make people believe that you're ready. You're ready for the fight. You can't let your opponent yeah. know that you're not. Oh, yeah. You know? But, I mean, on that topic, I saw a tweet, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, um, that Mike Perry has, like, cut 25 pounds by the time his fight comes up. I think it's the end of this month. He, yeah. Means. Yeah, that's 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 typical. Honestly, the fighters at the 170 mark, if you're fighting at 170, you're normally going to cut about 25 pounds. That, that just seems crazy. Man. Yeah, but Mike Perry's a big guy. He, he is, but, I mean... Like just size wise, like he's just a. a I guess it's better to cut twenty five pounds in two weeks than it is to cut twenty five pounds in like three days. It is. It is. I mean, Masvidal cut nineteen or twenty pounds in his five days or whatever it was. But for Mike Perry, yeah, I mean his weight cut. Um, it's not going to be a fun one if it's twenty five pounds. It's still a lot of weight, but yeah, I mean most of those guys are walking around. They're cutting thirty pounds or so. Most of those guys. So. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of it's water weight, and that's why it's so bad when they get on the scales because they're so dehydrated. Oh yeah, I mean, I know, I know. There's a, there's a science to it. I mean, we knew wrestlers in high school that would cut weight, um, for their competitions over the weekends and stuff like that. But I'm sure the U in UFC or other professional MMA organizations, um, they have way more like better processes for cutting weight and healthier methods probably. Um, but I know yeah. a lot of it does deal with like water weight and using the sauna or chewing gum or drinking have, a, going from drinking a shit ton of water to not drinking anything at yeah. all. They have trainers and everything too. Like those yeah. guys are there to help them out. Yeah. So. Oh, did you ever watch the, uh, um, what was it called? It's kind of like a behind the scenes um, of the of Fight the Island, Fight Island. No, yeah, I never, saw it, never saw it. So that that does a really good job of like showing behind the scenes, especially for um, Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Jared Gordon? Is that his first name, Jared. Uh, the guy that Paul Felder stepped in to corner him because all of his corner had COVID. Gotcha. He went over gotcha. To okay. Um, <clears throat> they did a good job of showing like his background and like trying to cut weight and stuff like that, and using like the bathtub as a sauna. Yeah. 
And then once he finally like made weight and was able to eat again, like you still have to like ease yourself back into eating yeah, normally too. Yeah, you can't like just go like eat a shit ton of food at once. Yeah, they're like you know, eat this protein gel, but slowly drink this, but slowly. Yeah, and then if you feel fine, like an hour or so, then broccoli you eat this or some other that. bullshit. Yeah, that exactly. you, something that you need, like something that's actually like good for your body and actually gonna give it fuel. You don't want right. to just go fill up on fucking. Uh, you know, Doritos. Yeah, like, it's not like, all right, well, I'm just going to go have, <laughs> like, Khabib, he loves his burgers. You can't just go have six burgers. Yeah, after you yeah, exactly. Yep. So, it's you're probably not, I mean, they didn't show much after the fight, uh, diet-wise. Um, is that good? We'll, we'll fix it again. So you're, you're probably not able to change much diet-wise until a couple days after your actual fight just because of what you put your own body through. Um, so, yeah, it just – that whole concept just seems crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, going on a diet, but going from, like, cutting weight, it's almost like people who, you know, can't eat and, like, are starved, like, from other countries, and if they come here or they're, like – you know, being held by some humanitarian organization, mm-hmm. they still can't just be like, oh, you haven't eaten in three days. Here's a freaking club sandwich. <laughs> just go to town on it. They'll, yeah. just, they'll puke. Yeah, exactly. They'll shit their brains out. Yeah. It's insane, like, how the body reacts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can't imagine, like, for all the fighters out there, how they do it. They're not doing the cocaine, man. That's what they got to do. <laughs> Why? Why are you stuck on, Dude, like, cocaine for cutting weight? That's the goal. That's, that's, that's the dream in life from what I've seen. Dude, like I said, any any of those people work out in ten minutes, do cocaine four days of the week, eat the other three. <laughs> that's it. So first thing you got to do if you're coming over from uh, what what name a third world country? A third world country. Yeah. Shit. Because I'm gonna name probably worse one. Somalia. Okay, so you're coming from Somalia. First thing you got to do when you get off the plane, do a line of coke. Right probably doing coke there. <laughs> they they probably like are. A, to be honest, it's probably their source of income. Parts of like West West Africa, they have. I think it's called like brown brown. It's like some sort of like coke opioid mixture or something. No crazy way. Shit like that. What? Yeah. what does that do? What does that do to you? Oh, I don't know. They just they give it to like their kids soldiers when like in their wars. Yeah. No way. There was a book we read in uh I think it was like sophomore. No, don't say we. I didn't read shit. You didn't read shit. No. Okay. Well, everyone was supposed to read a book that we were assigned in like English 10. Yeah. Um Oh my god, I forgot what it was called, but the main character's name is Ishmael. And I'm pr- it's about his, you know, it's a crazy story. It's a really good book, <clears throat> but it's about his adventure or not adventure. Wish I didn't watch his Jake awful Paul, childhood, going from like living in a village, like with his family, to being like taken by, you know, the army. Um, damn it! What country was it? It was some smaller co- Sierra Leone. It was uh, oh, okay. during a war in Sierra Leone, and he was like taken by an army and like turned into a child soldier and. I'm pretty sure he talked about his experience taken uh, using this drug. It was like cocaine, but I'm pretty sure they called it brown brown or something like that. Um, I guess to help. I guess it was just a normal thing, or I don't remember exactly. And then it goes into like his story about getting out of the army and finding a way to get over to the states. And um, I think he lives in New York or something like that, and he was able to write this book and tell his story and all that. It's really good. But yeah, that that's how I heard about this. This brown brown. So there's definitely some other shit over there that's okay. probably already being used. I imagine, especially in like Somalia, because that yeah. country is a complete shit show. I think they're one of the only countries that people say doesn't even have a government. They're just anarchy. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's what we're headed towards right now. It seems like <laughs> that's what everyone wants. I might not be against it. Like I said, nat- uh, natural selection at its finest, people. We'll see. I do feel like, you know, this country has, you know, tensions have continued to rise. And I don't know if it's because, if it's really been the past 20 years, or if it's just been because as we've gotten older, we've become more aware of, like, bigger issues outside of, like, our household or our town and stuff like that and start to look at it on a 
um, national and even global scale, mm-hmm. the tensions across the world and our country. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if it's just, you know, I've started to pay attention more or if it really has just gotten worse in the past 20 years. And I think most people would say it. I think it's gotten worse. Yeah. Regardless of who was president or what fucking party is controlling, you know, Congress or is in um, the president's seat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that's, I don't think we're heading towards anarchy, but we're definitely heading towards crazier shit down the line. Yeah, yeah like I said, dude, China's I think that's already been here, China's already done it, so, you know, something, uh, something, something's gonna happen real, real soon, not sure what, something's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, hopefully not too soon, because I hope to, to continue making these podcasts, and we'll definitely make them better as we get more associated with the equipment and all this fucking software and shit. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> we gotta. Uh, you can't. You can't overpromise. You gotta underpromise. So let's just say this: we're gonna make the shittiest podcasts out there, the worst ones that are so unwatchable. You're just gonna want to have to click on them. You're gonna want to click on them just because they're gonna be that bad. Kind of like that video that I was making that we have no idea what I was doing with. So, anyways, yeah. videos you can you can watch to you know. Watch people talk about what sports knowledge they might have, or you can just make fun of us. But we just we wanted to have some unfiltered podcast where we can voice our opinions and just shoot the shit like we normally do. So, yeah, I I think it's a good format, and we'll see where it goes. It's gonna be so bad, you're gonna want to gouge your eyes out with your toenails. You're gonna want to cut them into the shape of a screwdriver and gouge your own eyeballs out. That's how bad it's gonna be. No, no, you'll you'll laugh. You'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then you'll want to shit talk us in the comments. And we definitely welcome that. Now, if you shit talk, then uh, hey, thanks, thanks. Maybe we'll get you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyways, what's your picks? What's your picks? You got uh, who's your picks for for UFC this weekend? Oh shit. You got Paul Felder, or do you got RDA one in it? I think I'm taking Paul Felder. You're going to take Paul yeah, Felder on a five-day notice? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, buddy. Train. I'm taking Paul Felder. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm, I'm going uh, I'm going RDA for sure. You are? Yeah, I'm okay. definitely going RDA. We'll see. All right, so I got I got him, and then, of course, I got Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Anyone who bets against that is just a maniac. You're crazier than him. Um, so you're just crazy to bet against him. So it's like betting against the Ravens or the Chiefs. You just don't do it. Uh, I don't know. The Ravens are kind of iffy every now and then. Yeah, they do, but you still don't bet against them. It's just stupid. Okay. But yeah, people thought it was stupid again. Bet against the the, the Bucks Sunday night, and you know Drew Brees definitely shut down those uh, high expectations for the Bucks. Yeah. The same thing's been happening for the Dolphins. Everyone's been going against the Dolphins. They'll they'll be like, Not oh me. wow, the Dolphins Dude, are I'm, better than expected. So I've been riding there. Everyone picks the other top <sighs> team to win. Dude, I even picked them to beat Seattle. No, I didn't pick them, but I said they were going to have a good chance. Yeah, and I, I even doubted that we watched the game together. Yeah, and then they they scored like 19 points or something. Yeah, dude, 21. 21. Yeah, I think it was 31-21. Okay, oh, I was talking about, I thought Seattle did, but they had like 19 points the whole game until the end of it. That's when it didn't look like a close game anymore. But it was a close game the whole way through. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, shitty teams are always going to play well against shitty teams, but shitty teams always step their game up against good teams. And when it's a West Coast team on the East Coast, that's when things get tricky. So That is true. You really got to pay attention to that. I'll tell you this. When I wake up in the morning, I don't get going for five hours. I got to have two energy drinks. I got to have pre-workout and an energy drink and another energy drink to wake up in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah, and I guess it would be harder for uh, teams in the West than the East. Huh? What the fuck did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I said West to go to the east. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's harder absolutely. than east going to the west because what you go out west, you're just waking up earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're still playing at one o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely, definitely so a disadvantage I, there. But. I get that, but if you look at the rosters between all the teams in the NFC West, which I do think is one of the most stacked divisions in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think it's been the for Dolphins. the past decade, and I'll, I'll argue that all day. I mean, I, mean, I don't know anyone that can see, say any, anything otherwise. Yeah. But if you look at the rosters of those teams compared to the Dolphins, regardless of what the time difference is in the games and what the injury status is or whatever, I can see why analysts would take the other team without seeing how the Dolphins play. Yeah. Every or, NFC West team has been in the Super Bowl at least once in the last 11 years. Isn't that insane? You're right, yeah. Yep. 
That's insane. Yeah, That's Seattle's a crazy been stat. a few times. The Cardinals played the Steelers that one year. Yep. 49ers, uh, Niners Rams. Rams. last year. And then the Rams. They, they were in the 17. No, no they, wait, the Eagles they were, were no, the Eagles, Eagles were won in 17. The Rams were in 18. Is that right? The no, what am I talking about? The Eagles. Oh, no. so Falcons, yeah, you're right. Eagles, Rams. Rams played in 2019. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's it. Falcons, oh, yeah. Eagles, Rams. So it's Falcons the 2018 first, season, but 2019. Then the Eagles, then the Rams. Yeah, because they played the Patriots, um, and we went to Michaels. Michaels. Yep, yeah, yep. Right. And it was a terrible game, one of the worst Super Bowls yeah, I've ever seen. Terrible. Really fucking boring. Um, Stephon Gilmore, I think he was the star of the game. I think he was. I can't remember, actually. It's him or James White. I think James White might have had a decent... I don't know. The Rams know. just couldn't do shit. No the one Patriots could do shit. just scored enough to where yeah. they didn't have to do anything It's a terrible else. game. Um, that's the worst Super Bowl of my life. But uh, anyways, since we're on the sports topic, let's go ahead and um, talk about one more thing. I want to talk about um, my good old buddy that I want to call out to a fight because I know he's gonna, not going to take it anyways, even if I am just a podcaster on YouTube. Uh, Michael Chandler. Mm. The guy is avoiding anybody and everybody. Yeah. Charles Oliveira. Yep. RDA. He's avoiding Conor had, McGregor. No, he's not avoiding Conor McGregor. He just called they him out. Has the UFC tried to set up Oliveira and Chandler? Because that's where I was going to go with when you brought him up earlier. Oh, that's funny. I think that, like, why not take that? Oliveira is definitely oh, being underrated in absolutely. that division. Michael Chandler is being overrated in that division. Man. So why not make that a fight? If he beats Oliveira's ass, then it's like, okay, well, you definitely deserve to be in the title talk. Dude, I think a Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler fight would be the worst thing for his career ever. For Oliveira? For, for Michael Chandler. I, I think his career Oh, because be if he gets beat, he's over, done? Dude, I think, Michael, I think Charles Oliveira would make that guy tap out within a minute. I'm pretty sure. I don't doubt it either, but okay, I mean, here, so why does he deserve to fight someone like exactly. Justin Poirier or Tony Ferguson or Conor McGregor? It's the status. It doesn't it's make the sense. Status. It's the care. Bellator champion. Everyone loves Bellator, right? No. Dana Dana has uh Dana has high expectations of him. He thinks he's a good fighter. I think he's a good fighter too, but I think I think Oliveira would be his weakness. I think that if UFC signed Michael Chandler and put him up against Oliveira, they're just asking for the guy to fail. They might not, might not, might as well have not signed him in the first place. They want to hype this guy up. They want him to be one of those big title contenders. So who does he fight if he's just waiting around? Because the Poirier, as long as what I'm hearing is right, the Poirier McGregor fight is pretty much set. Yeah, two fifty seven. Yeah. Uh, hey, McGregor just said too. He said, "Hey, I'm still fighting Poirier." Yeah. But uh, so Gaethje. Yeah. So they, they're trying to get Gaethje to fight him. To fight Chandler. To fight uh, McGregor. Why? Because the Poirier they McGregor get, fight they set. Want, it's not. It's not official yet. It's still not. I official. thought the contract was signed and like nope. set for two, the pay per view two fifty seven. Nope. Poirier came out last week and he said, "Send the right contract, Dana." Oh my! Then fucking word God. came out this week that Poirier is getting replaced by Gaethje because Gaethje just got the title fight with Khabib, looked good in it until uh, Khabib made him tap out, but uh. Yeah, that that's that's the news. That's the news. Gaethje's supposed to replace Poirier. I don't and, agree with that either. Well, because it's not a. They haven't said it's a title fight or anything. So you want to? You know what gets me in this? I think it's pretty funny. So Poirier agreed to fight Ferguson, right? Right. And uh, he's like, I want more money. And then Ferguson said, Take some of my money. And he said, Okay, cool. And then they came around and said, Hey, what if we offer you a Conor McGregor fight? And he said. All right, fuck you, Tony. You want to give me part of your paycheck? I'm going to go fight that guy. So then well, he's no, like, because see ya, Ferguson. No, right? they wouldn't give him part of Tony's paycheck, which was a really class move by Tony. I will say that. Yeah, he got fucked over by He Poirier, did. Though. He's been getting fucked over since, ever since he lost But that's Gaethje. why if Gaethje gets filled in instead, I'm going to be like, ah, uh, Poirier's kind of asking for that. So yeah, then Poirier gets uh, gets. Uh, filled in by uh, by Gaethje, so you just completely throw Poirier out of there. So now you're left with Michael Chandler for one of those two. They just, you know, it's either, uh, I would guess, Poirier or Ferguson. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I mean, if if that does end up happening. But I, I think the Poirier-McGregor fight is done. I think it's a set, done deal. We'll see. Gaethje's got to fight like, I did see those They're rumors gonna... earlier this week that Gaethje might, is being talked about replacing Poirier if he doesn't sign the contract. But I thought they came to an agreement. Well, they're not going to do Gaethje versus Ferguson. I'll tell you that. No, they're not, and they shouldn't. They just did it. It doesn't make sense to do that. Yeah. So, but I can definitely see Gaethje versus Chandler. Yeah. Or Chandler versus Ferguson. I think Gaethje would destroy Michael Chandler. Oh, I I do too. And but, I, I can understand your point about how 
setting him up against Oliveira oh, wouldn't, Oliveira, make, wouldn't think, make sense just because it's not a win-win for Michael Chandler. But Kryptonite, I think Michael Chandler's Kryptonite <laughs> is Charles Oliveira. I think he's so going to try and take him to the ground, and Oliveira he's going to put him in a guillotine, get him, on the, get him on the backpack, and just make him tap. So what, what if Oliveira fights Ferguson next? It's a possibility. Like, why not? That's a possibility. If Ferguson, Tony can't find a fight? It'd be a fun fight, I think. I really think yeah. it'd be a fun fight. Ferguson's just a complete, you yeah, know, you wanna, unorthodox you fighter. Guy? Against someone against, really... against Tony Ferguson. Yeah. You know, that's a test. Yeah. You really want to see if this guy's got what it takes? Put him in there with Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I agree. You know, Tony Ferguson he's not going to tap him in, yeah, I mean, you know, the first round. Yeah, and they're trying to get Michael Chandler the high-end fights. They're trying to get McGregor high-end fights, of course. Gaethje still deserves it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's it sounds like a good fight to me. Okay. So, so with that in mind, I would, I would hope for... Keep the Poirier McGregor fight. I think that rematch would be great because when they first fought, they were both, you know, young fighters, right? The first yeah, time they yeah, fought, yeah, very young, very young. Yeah, and now they're like much, um, much more experienced. So it'll, I think it'll be a completely different fight. Yeah, totally. I think Gaethje Chandler would be a good, a pretty good matchup. Yep. And then why not Ferguson Oliveira? I think it makes sense. Yep. It's the way to go, people. It's the way to go, folks. Yeah. All right, so I think I think we'll put a wrap on this first one. All right, well, that's a wrap. So uh, we're going to go ahead and peace out now. So thanks for hanging. Uh, yeah, we're going to be back, get a little bit of cute decorations up, totally mentally exhausted from doing the fucking whole setup today. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it, though. We spent a lot of time on it. Um, like I said, I missed out on my anal session as well with myself. So, yeah, anyways, uh, peace out. Yeah, leave some comments. We'll, uh, we'll answer some of your questions if you have any, and... We'll see you next time. No questions, please. <laughs> I'm too busy. I don't have time for that shit. Uh, he'll, he'll answer your fucking questions. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, bitch. <laughs>